Welcome to episode number 192, Kona Compost. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Heck, and Heather. Kona Compost. In this episode, we have special guest, Heather Gudisi. We cover topics that range from small business ownership, gardening, composting, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from George Bernard Shaw and Elon Musk. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. As you guys know, for the this is probably like the third or fourth episode where we have the little topic of the coronavirus, and the reason why I like to mention it is because of our audio, right? So we typically have our uh, our studio quality audio on every other podcast, but at this point, since we're using the application Zoom, there might be a little bit of an echo. Everyone's working out of their own home, so you might hear a dog bark, you might hear a baby crying in the background. There's all kinds of stuff going on in everyone's house, uh, which is cool. Uh, but just, I wanted to give you guys a heads up and thank you. Um, you know, and it's applications and technology like this that we can continue to do, uh, what we're doing. So, uh, with that being said, Heather, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me guys. Absolutely. So, uh, let's jump right in. Uh, for those of us who do not know who you are, what you do, let us know. Absolutely. So I am Heather Gadisi. I am the owner and founder of Kona Compost Company, which is an organics collection service based out of Yardley, PA. Um, so we basically pick up your food scraps and turn it into nutrient dense soil rather than them going into the landfill. That's so cool. Um, I, was, I, I just found that, you know, me and you were connecting on uh, Instagram and we're just kind of going back and forth. I just found it super interesting. So how, how, did, how did you even get started in, in, in composting? Yeah, so, you know, I've always been interested in gardening. And uh, many, many years ago when um, I purchased my first house, I had the opportunity to grow vegetables. And my parents uh, really introduced me to composting. And, um, you know, so I started composting my own food scraps and my yard waste and realized that I had something really special happening in my own backyard. Um, I was using, you know, the compost that I made myself in my garden. And, um, you know, one thing led to another. And, you know, I said, I, I think I have an idea here. Um, so, you know, at the time I was really in the uh, creative industry and pursuing a career in design and photography. And kind of fast forward to 2018, um, I was laid off from my job and um, there was kind of an opportunity for me to say, okay, do I go back to the nine to five or do I, you know, move forward with this idea that I've had for, you know, years. And, um, you know, I, I said, I I've got to go for it. It's, you know, now or never. So, uh, so anyhow, so after, you know, a bunch of research and formulating a plan, um, you know, I moved forward with founding Kona Compost back in 2019. 
That's awesome. So, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs or uh, folks who have a dream or have an idea, um, the biggest thing is making that decision and to, to make the leap, right? Yeah. I mean, how did you gain the confidence to, did you have like family support, um, you know, with, you know, backing you and making that decision? How did you come to that decision? So I'm, I, you know, I, I've really backed myself from a financial perspective, but, you know, from a support standpoint, yeah, my family was totally on board and, um, you know, friends were like, yeah, go for it, give it a shot. And, you know, it, it was, it seemed just like the right time. I had moved from Montgomery County here to Bucks County and, um, you know, there was, there was nothing there. there I'm the only person that's doing this here in Lower Bucks and, you um, you know, I just, I, I didn't want to have a regret later in life. And I knew, I knew that there was an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And, th and that's the biggest thing with a lot of folks. We talk about it all the time. Um, sometimes it comes unexpectedly, right? So, you know, you had this dream, you already had the talent, you already had the skill to, you already knew you had something special, but it just so happened, you know, timing was there, opportunity was knocking and you took advantage of it. Um, yeah, absolutely. So many times people don't even realize opportunity is knocking and it's showing them all the signs, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, this is for you, you know, take the leap, you know, get a little bit more confidence. Um, and, and I love talking with folks who just take the leap and just do it. Take action because that's one of the things, right? It's, you don't want to regret. You don't want to, you know, we only have one life, right? I mean, it's like, I don't want to look back and say, I would have, you know, I should have. Cause I could have, I don't, you don't want to do that. Um, and you know, where it goes is, is where it goes, but at least you can say you had the confidence and the guts, I honestly, to, to pursue it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So explain to us how the name Kona compost came about. Yeah, sure. So my, my ideal work day was to one, be outside and, and, you know, work with my hands, but it was also to spend time with my dog. Um, her name is Kona. And, um, you know, she comes around with me on a compost day and comes with me to collect people's buckets. And, um, you know, the other thing is that you think, you know, Kona, you go, okay, Hawaii. And that's, you know, everybody goes, oh, it's sunny. It's beautiful. It's green and lush. And, you know, so uh, it kind of coupled with, with those two things that I thought it was, uh, it was just kind of a fun name. Absolutely. What kind of dog is Kona? Kona is an Australian Shepherd Catahoula mix. Wow. And uh, super fun, high energy. She's a she's a great dog. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, all right. So explain your whole location. H how did that come about? So you said you transitioned from uh, Montgomery County or Lower Bucks County. We're from Lower Bucks County. You're absolutely right. I haven't heard of anyone doing it in the area. And then when I saw it, I'm like, this is awesome. It's different. It's fresh. It's creative. So explain, you know, why you're taking advantage of this. You know, yeah, location. sure. So. Uh, so I live in Yardley, um, and I thought it was kind of a natural fit to service the community that I, I live in, um, along with the surrounding communities. And, um, you know, right now I'm providing service to uh, Yardley, Morrisville, Langhorne, Newtown, uh, Southampton, Northampton, Richboro, Ben Salem, Doylestown. Um, you know, and, and the ultimate goal is to have all of Bucks County uh, composting you know, but you know, from an operational perspective, having uh, route density and just being mindful of how long it takes me to the, get to the next stop is really important. Um, you know, so I, I'm currently focused on growing the existing communities and um, 
you know, people reach out to say, hey, I'm interested in composting. And I kind of put them on a list. And if, you know, if there's a ton of interest in an area, then that's kind of how we move forward with uh, adding a new, a new town or, or new uh, development to, uh, to the service route. So, so explain the process, right? So if someone reaches out to you, excuse me, they're in an area that you're already, you know, let's just say you already have a route. How, how does it actually work? What, what, what do I need to do so you can make the pit stop to my house? Yeah. So let's just hypothetically say you're, you're a Yardley resident. Yeah. Um, you know, so people will reach out. You know, I offer a weekly pickup or a biweekly pickup. Um, so, you know, it's kind of what works best for you or your family. And it's kind of based on how much you, how much you cook. Um, and you know, they'll sign up. Um, we will drop a bucket off on, on Thursdays and, um, they get a list of all the things that are accepted in the bin and it's pretty inclusive. Um, I don't accept meat or dairy, but you know, if you're eating vegetables and fruits and, uh, pasta, you know, coffee, tea bags, all that stuff is perfect for the compost. Um, you know, so they throw their stuff in the, in the bin, leave it by their front door. I pick it up on Thursdays and, um, kind of rinse, rinse and repeat. It's pretty similar to, you know, the, the trash and recycling that we're all used to. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so explain the, the, I know you say like initially use the term food scraps. So right. explain what, I guess the benefits of, composting using food scraps sure sure so you know if you think about what you're actually throwing away uh in the trash um probably more than 50 percent of it can be composted so you know let's just say you had a banana for breakfast this morning and a cup of coffee um you know the peel and the coffee grounds and even the filter um you know are really an important component of um the compost process you, you mix it up with leaves and wood chips so you basically need a carbon and a nitrogen, blend the two together, and um, you know natural decomposition takes place, and it, it ends up becoming soil. Um, you know, and the benefit of that is that it's not going to the landfill; uh, it doesn't decompose in the landfill. So you're just contributing to uh, to greenhouse gases, which you know don't do us any good whatsoever. So, um, so yeah, you know, as, as opposed to just throwing it in the trash, I try to explain it to people like, you know, we've been conditioned to recycle. So, you know, you have, you know, your trash, your recycling, your composting bin, it's just a matter of, you know, rejiggering your, your habits to, to throw in the other bin. So, so now, and then what happens when, when, when it's in your possession, once you go through that process, does it just, you have an area for it or has that worked? Yep. So I do. I have an area for for composting. Um, so I'm basically taking um, everyone's bucket, mixing it uh, up with the uh, like a combination of, of leaves and, and wood chips, uh, and it goes into a big pile. Um, and what ends up happening then is that there's, you know, basically natural um, occurrences that heat the pile up, and um, you know it reaches you know, upwards 140, 150, something, you know, really hot days, 160 degrees. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's smoking hot and, um, you know, it's going to take a couple months to actually break down and make soil. Um, uh, but you know, kind of that's the initial start of it. Um, so things get mixed up, they, they heat up and they eventually cool down and then sit for a little while. Um, and then after a couple months, they, um, they've cooled off enough where, you know, you can, you know, run it through a screen so you get all the big chunks out and then you have you have your soil. That's awesome. 
So is there, is there like, how does the process work once you get like an account? Is that how it works or is it, there's like a monthly fee? How does that all happen? Yeah. So it's a, you know, you'll sign up, you could, um, you can sign up month to month. You could pay for the whole year, get a month free, uh, kind of whatever works best. Um, and then, yeah, if you're month to month, it just kind of auto renews and, um, you know, I'll be there every Thursday to, to pick everything up and, um, you know, so far, so good. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there's a, a a term that you used uh, that was called a pollinator garden. I hope, hopefully, I'm not butchering that. But can you explain what a pollinator oh, yeah, garden yeah. is? <laughs> sure. Um, so you know, in addition to composting, I mean, my my personal interests um, also reside in in you know providing pollinators uh, food, um, so that you know. You can grow your vegetables and, and um, you know, I just, I, I think it's super important to, uh, to have a healthy ecosystem. And, um, you know, so over the years, I've kind of noticed there is a decline in uh, bees and butterflies and other insects, which uh, to me was a little bit scary. Um, and I've seen this cartoon and it was like, you know, back in the eighties, you're driving through the streets in the summertime and all these bugs are hitting your windshield. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the windshield's clean now. So something something has happened. And, um, you know, being a gardener and growing my own food, I said, oh, my gosh, I have to I have to plant more plants that bring these insects to my to my house. And, um, you know, so I'm really seeking out plants that uh, support uh, bees and butterflies, moths, you know, anything that's going to transfer pollen around. Um, but plants that are also, you know, good for our, our local environment. Um, I kind of feel like our ecosystem is a little bit out of whack and um, needs to be brought back into balance. So, um, you know, for me, I, I really try to um, do my part in making sure that, you know, the yard and the gardens that I have and, you know, for other people, too, are, are kind of putting that ecosystem back in place. That's awesome. So I know we, I've had this conversation with multiple people um, when it came to gardening and living off your own land, so to speak, right? And it was yep. a very normal way of living, whatever, 100 plus years ago. Not even yeah. that, you didn't have to go that far for certain circumstances. Um, and, you know, and they always say, you know, without farmers, there's no food. Um, that's like taking it a step further. But can you just explain to the person who is, cause I had two of my buddies also say, you know, that they wish they start there. They both want to do these stand up gardens. I don't know. They're like gardens that sit up about three feet just so like yep. they can't get to them or whatever the reasoning was. Um, and both of them said, I wish I started last year. And they, they both started already this year um, yeah. because of everything that's going on. Um, and they had their reasonings beyond that, obviously. But yeah explain a little bit about why it's a good idea maybe even if someone's only growing one or two vegetables but just if it's a good idea to have your own garden yeah sure um yeah so i mean you can go about gardening in a bunch of different ways right so being um you know able to grow your own or being self-sufficient and um you know a total growing season is it, it's it's exciting and um you know, you can do it in containers, you could do it in the raised beds like you had just mentioned. You can go, you know, if your soil's good enough, you can go directly in the ground. Um, you know, there's nothing better than walking outside and eating that summer tomato. It's it's the best. And, um, 
you know, if if you really kind of think about everything that's going on, um, you know, these days, it's uh, it's it's really it's a little different. It's it's a little scary. And, um, you know, having a little bit of stability to be able to grow your own vegetables, even if it's just over the summer, um, you know, you're you're traveling less. You know, the food is really going from your backyard to your to your plate. So you're reducing your carbon footprint there. Uh, you're probably bringing more pollinators to your yard, which is which is also a great thing. Um, you know, and then there's a sense of community in it, right? So there, one year I grew 40 tomato plants, and you know, that's clearly a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I was able to share with people, and, and there's you know, there's a sense of community that that helps bring people together. Um, you know, trading vegetables. Um, there's seed swaps that people take part in and that saying, Hey, I have this type of tomato. I'll trade you basil. I'll trade you some zucchini. And, you know, so there's, there's really, you know, the core of community could be based around um, gardening, um, which is, which is just a lot of fun. Um, you know, and, and you think about uh, everything that's going on now in the grocery stores and it's a little weird. You walk in there and the shelves are, empty maybe they're getting a little bit more full now but um you know there was a kink in um the supply chain and um you know for nothing else being able to have some food that you grew rather than going let me go out to the food store do they have it do they not um it's kind of it's uh, to me it's important and i think it's also important to kind of get back to some of the old school methods that, you know, maybe our grandparents participated in, our great grandparents, they, uh, you know, we have technological advances now. Um, and if you couple that with, with, with gardening and, and being able to kind of blend the two, you know, I feel like everybody has the opportunity to uh, participate, you know, if they want to. I think it's super important, something that you mentioned, the, the sense of community, because uh, both of my brothers here, um, can attest that we have an uncle, uh, Uncle Ed, right? Uncle Ed has his own little garden and he always, um, you know, just drops off. He does his little drop offs, you know, you come yeah. home and pinch between your door, you have these massive tomatoes, strawberries, oh, nice. cilantro, um, and man, you could just see when, cause there's a couple times I was working from home and I caught him in the middle of like the delivery. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is awesome because my wife loves tomatoes. Um, and so he, he, he just see that sense of pride that he that just his face would just light up. He's like, oh, I know Kelly loves them. I know you guys love them. You make a nice little salad. He gets a kick mm -hmm. out of it. Um, he explains his whole process to everybody. He loves talking to the neighbors about it. Um, but it's just it's just fun to even just see him and that excitement. But yeah, it's hard to get interesting because then I think kind of how you're saying they, him and his a couple other neighbors, they kind of planned it out where I'll plant X, Y, and Z, you plant this uh, fruit or tomato or um, vegetable, and then they were kind of swapping throughout the season. Yep. And they all kind of benefited from it. And all of a sudden you go to his house and he has a bowl of fresh fruit and a bowl of fresh vegetables. And my mouth is like watering as I'm talking about this. <laughs> but seriously, guys, you guys know, you guys can speak to, and then Uncle Ed can cook on top of that. Like he's a great cook. Yeah. Um, top of having fresh ingredients, there's literally nothing better. Yeah, yeah, ab yeah absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, I, I feel like people really, you know, don't necessarily take advantage of whatever space they might have. <laughs> and, you know, there's so much, uh, 
grass out there that doesn't really do much for anybody other than, you know, maybe my dog to run around in. But, um, you know, there's just people have a certain idea as to how their yard should, should look. And uh, whoever came up with these guidelines is, you know, a little, a little skewed in my mind, but um, yeah, I mean, where there's, there's space everywhere. So, you know, you know, the crazy thing about the pandemic is that the seed companies can't keep up with demand. Yeah. Um, people went, holy cow, this is happening. I'm going to go buy seeds. I'm going to go buy plants. I'm going to go buy soil. I'm going to go buy compost because, mm-hmm. you know, they were kind of scared. So, um, so it's kind of interesting the time that we're in now and, and the, the reality that's set in and, and people's mentalities changed. So I don't know, I guess we'll see where this all shakes out, but it's, it's, it's very fascinating. Absolutely. Um, I know one of the things I follow you, obviously, on Instagram, and uh, one of the things you'll be showing is uh, worms. Can you explain a little bit about the importance of worms and their role in all of this? Yeah. So uh, so the worms that I have, um, I have um, a vermicomposting set up, which is another way to to go about composting your food waste. Um, I have about 30,000 worms that... um, Hmm. are my like passive workforce and um yeah i just you know there's certain things that i i'll feed them and um you know the the basic premise of it is that it will decompose they will digest it and they you know poop it out on the other end um and that stuff is like super black gold it's it's amazing um it's great fertilizer and you know the worms just do a really good job of of uh breaking stuff down um, but they're really important for the soil, you know, outside and in our gardens and in our outdoor compost piles, they are, you know, digesting the soil. They're, you know, getting, getting rid of it. They're creating pockets of air. And, um, you know, you, you dig in the soil, you'll see a bunch of worms, you probably have some decent soil. So, um, yeah, they're super important. You know, they have a really particular role in, in um, soil structure and, um, you know, being able to kind of aerate your yard, aerate your garden. Um, they're really, they're really awesome. So is, let me ask you something. Is there, is there a season for composting or is it, is this, you know, you know, all year round? Yeah, it's all year round. It doesn't, for me, it doesn't stop. Um, you know, the, the outdoor pile still heats up in the winter. So you know, sometimes you have to shovel your way to uh, to your compost area, but you know that's that's the only drawback. Other than that, it's all good. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So, how has you know, obviously, our current environment with the coronavirus? I just like as of recently, um, we've asking every business that comes onto the podcast is how has it kind of changed in a good way or or just in a different way the way you approach uh, you know the, the business or is it bringing I would think almost even like more light to what you do. Yeah, it's uh, it is bringing more light to what I do, and um, it, it's actually you know as as kind of awful as the the virus is, it, it has been pretty positive for um, for the composting business. People are home, you know, everybody's kind of hunkering down and um, cooking a little bit more, and um, you know because of that more food waste at home is being generated rather than, you know, lunch to the office or you go out to eat or what have you. Um, so I've seen an, you know, an uptick in, um, customers. I've seen an uptick in the 
output of customers. And, um, you know, so it's, it hasn't really changed negatively. It's, it's been a very positive thing for me. Um, you know, and you know, the, the other thing is, and it's kind of just good practice anyway, is that you just got to be mindful of what you're touching and your, your health and how you're handling things. Um, which, you know, is kind of no different, but it's just, you know, at the forefront of your mind now. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So changing gears a little bit here, how have you utilized, um, social media for, uh, Kona compost, right? So I love everything you post. It, it, it gets everyone, you know, more intrigued and kind of, you almost provide almost like an inside look as to, you know, what you and, and the business do. So, um, in that aspect, can you speak a little bit of how to utilize social media? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're on Facebook and Instagram and, um, it, it, they've both been just absolutely incredible. So, you know, I, I'm able to reach more people, you know, whether they're in Pennsylvania, across the world, I have a bunch of folks from South America that follow along and, um, it's just a great tool from a business perspective to, um, you know, provide free education for, for the public, uh, you know, about the importance of composting, the importance of sustainability. Um, you know, and it's, it's a super exciting platform that I have that, you know, I could just share my thoughts and, and my insight and my knowledge and, um, you know, my opinions and humor sometimes that, um, you know, I hope people enjoy it and find it as, as a resource. Um, you know, and if people don't know what composting is or just are kind of a little apprehensive, you know, I, I, I'm there to, you know, kind of be that resource, be a mentor, be able to answer your questions. Because um, at the end of the day, I really just want people to to do the right thing to compost and to kind of promote um, you know, sustainability for, for our, our environment. So yeah, great tools. I've actually gained a lot of business from, from both of them. And, um, you know, it's just at the end of the day, I just, I have fun with it. So, um, people may not like my worm videos, but, uh, I do (laughs) (laughs) the little squigglies there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how is the composting community, right? Is there, is there, other businesses that are in other states or anything like that, that do composting that you guys kind of connect or how does it all work? You kind of just do your own thing or. Yeah, no, the, the compost community is fantastic. Um, the people are so nice, so helpful, you know, and even when I was getting started, I, you know, I still had a lot of questions and people were really open to, um, to answering them and to hopping on a phone call or shooting over an email um, but locally, you know, I, uh, we call ourselves the, the compost queens and, um, there's a couple of other women that compost in Philadelphia and out of the main line and out in Montgomery County. And, um, you know, for, for all of this hit, we were, you know, meeting once a quarter to just talk about our business and, um, really just touch base and, and share ideas and, and goals. And, you know, it's just, it's a really, um, it's a really inclusive community, um, which, you know, you, you don't get with, with, you know, different types of business, but this one, everybody's end goal is the same. And, you know, if we can get more uh, messages out there, if we can get more people on board, that's at the end of the day, we feel accomplished. I was going to ask you that you have to have some kind of sense of accomplishment when, you know, uh, when everyone talks about, you know, doing their part in the world and, and, you know, saving your little portion of the world 
and you really are doing something for the environment. What, 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 what does that feel like? What does that mean to you? You know, at, at the end of the day, I can hang my hat and go, yep, today was a good day. I did, I did something good. And, um, you know, composting is just a small part of it. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, if, if people look at it and go, oh, I, you know, what am I going to do to save the world? It's such a big thing. If they, if they break it down into kind of smaller bites and say, okay, I can throw my food waste in this bin. I know that I've done something good and it's, it's easy. So, um, you know, I want to help facilitate that for people. I want to also, you know, make sure that they feel oh comfortable and they go, yep, yep, that was easy. And they, you know, tell their neighbor too. And um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a really good feeling to know that I've had an impact on my community, on somebody else's community, on somebody else's life, on, on somebody's kids. They learn something new. And um, yeah, it just, it feels really good. That's awesome. Um all right. So what's your kind of 2020 vision? Um, you know, you're just starting out. Where, where do you want to see yourself in the next, you know, three to five years in for uh, Kona Compost? Yeah, no, good question. Um, you know, so I, I'm looking to expand in the communities that I'm currently in to um, have more households join to onboard a couple of small businesses, you know, like uh, the coffee shop that you guys interviewed, like places like that are great. Yeah. Um, you know, so I want to make sure that, you know, I, I'm kind of a part of the community in that way. Um, you know, education, like I mentioned, is also important. So um, really to find opportunities to speak to, you know, different groups, either garden clubs, um, I don't know, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, different schools, uh, you know, to, to really just kind of continue the message of, of composting um, and really kind of looking further down the road. You know, I... I the worms are a part of the business. I, I, I want to grow that part of it too. Um, and I also want to incorporate um, another insect into the food waste, um, I guess, decomposition called a, it's called a black soldier fly. And um, their larvae are pretty voracious eaters. And um, I think there's a big opportunity there uh, to, to utilize them in some capacity to break down food waste and then to um, a source of protein. Their chickens really like to eat them. And I think there's an opportunity there for, um, for that. Um, you know, so we'll, you know, we'll see, that's kind of a, a lofty, uh, set of goals there, but I think it's achievable. And, um, you know, maybe at some point down the road, I'll, I'll hire my first employee. My dog doesn't count. So yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, all right. So this is something we like to ask all, you know, all businesses and all folks that we interview. And one of them is because when you're first starting out um, in business, it's basically all consuming, right? You're just, it takes up all your time and energy. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, and it's a good thing. And we all know that it, it's, you know, that it's temporary, but can you share with, you know, the audience, how do you manage, you know, the work-life balance or this is just it, this is life for right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's about setting small boundaries, right? So being a small yeah. business owner, as you mentioned, you're, you're kind of always on. It's a 24-7 job. And, you know, I think you, you've got to schedule in that time to say, you know what, I've got, I've got plans. Uh, you know, family and friends and, and being social is, is equally as important as owning a business and being successful there. Um, but your support system is huge. And you have to, you know, you have to make time for that. It's, it's just, it's crucial. Um, you know, so you, you kind of 
do what you can to, to say, you know what, I have a hard stop at five o'clock. I'm going to go have dinner with, uh, with my family and you know, I'll come back to work when I'm done with that. It'll always be there. Absolutely. No, that's great advice. What about for someone who is going to get started or is getting started in a small business? Do you have any, you know, one or two tips for them? I know earlier we talked about, you know, just taking the leap. Um, do you have anything for them? Any advice? Yeah. So, you know, what I could say to somebody that's starting a business is, is, is hustle, right? You have to be passionate. You also have to have patience. It, it takes time. And, um, you kind of have to have some thick skin along the road too. I mean, there's going to be things that are going to not go as expected and you have to, you know, kind of have, have your, you know, wherewithal to, to deal with it. Um, and, you know, because you've decided to, to own a business, you know, in whatever capacity it might be, I mean, just enjoy it. Right. We, we have one life to, to live out in whatever way we want and, um, you know, no one says you have to go to a nine to five. It's if you want to do, you know, composting, if you want to open a coffee shop, if you want to be a farmer, do it. Uh, if it works, great. If it doesn't, you're going to learn something and you're going to carry that forward with you, you know, for the rest of your life. So either way, it's a win-win situation. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I love that you said have thick skin. It's not always going to look pretty. Um, you know, you have to have the strong mind. Um, you're, you'll see really quick how bad you want it uh, when you're faced with that first, you know, problem or controversy or, you know, something that's technically not going your way. There's a lot of people who just got started and, you know, something like the coronavirus, that's a, you know, an international pandemic can totally make a business fold. Yeah. Um, and it's these time, it's these types of challenges and, you know, obstacles that we face that really kind of determine who we are. It's time to get creative, I guess, because now yeah. you have to think of alternate routes um, uh, of how to get the same thing accomplished. Um, like I said, the creativity is going to have to come out because now you're thinking of different ways on how you how you operate um, and the whole plan, right? Um, I, I love, you know, for most part, when people come up with business plans, it's not always going to be so perfect. And I know one of the biggest things for myself was I wanted things to happen exactly how I had planned it. And I wanted it to be yeah. so perfect. And, and that kind of actually held me back for so many years without me even realizing that's what my issue was. Um, so great advice, have thick skin. I love that. Um, so if anyone wanted to reach out to you directly, can you please share your social media outlets, phone numbers, websites, whatever you have? Yeah, sure. So Facebook and Instagram, it's uh, at Kona Compost, one word. Um, shoot me an email, info at KonaCompost.com. Uh, or you can feel free to give me a call or shoot me a text. It's 215-850-9850. Perfect. Uh, before we close out, was there anything else you wanted to add? No, just I, I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, you know, to – come on here and, and chat with you guys a little bit about composting and gardening and, um, you know, excited for, for people to listen and, you know, hopefully learn a little something. Absolutely. No, we definitely appreciate you very much. Um, all right. So we like to close out with quotes. And the first one is by George Bernard Shaw. People who say it cannot be done should not interrupt those who are doing it. And the second one is by Elon Musk. If something is important enough even if the odds are against you, you should still do it. 
Kona Compost. In this episode, we have special guest Heather Gudisi. We cover topics that range from small business ownership, gardening, composting, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from George Bernard Shaw and Elon Musk. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed.